Hello and welcome to Is Man Is a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who's always busy spoiling himself. Josh Hemo. Man, all the time. Spa day, every day. <laughs> every day is treat yourself. Exactly. It's how you end up with a bank account of zero and credit card debt <laughs> to the max. <laughs> hey, but at least you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, right? I guess so. <laughs> Uh, so this is our podcast, if you're joining us for the first time, where we watch a Spongebob episode and we discuss little life lessons that you can learn and also try to have some fun along the way. This week, we are watching season four, episode three, Have You Seen This Snail? Act one. And also, basically, it's uh, one of those special episodes. So this is basically the whole episode. But... SpongeBob gets distracted by a package in the mail. Turns out his Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy Paddle Ball uh, came inside this package and he attempts to conquer the Dirty Bubble Challenge. But unfortunately, uh, in his attempts to conquer that challenge, he forgets to feed Gary and Gary runs away. So he spends the rest of the episode trying to find him. And we also get to see what Gary is experiencing. The first thing I want to say, Josh, is do you think Gary bailed too quickly i was thinking about that too like he bailed within the first what five minutes of not being fed uh i can imagine pretty pretty quick yeah i can imagine like if any of my animals growing up ever bailed that quickly like i probably wouldn't have pets (laughs) they would all run away really quick i mean my dog used to just have the door was open he just bolt yeah like i think it was more of an exploration thing and less of a like you guys the owner yeah although there were some times where i'm like we were bad owners but it's it was my first dog okay exactly (laughs) you still have love for the animal but i I think that eventually it would have been bad right because i think what it amounted to is like a couple days is what patrick said that he hadn't seen spongebob right so he said 10 days exactly yeah that's a long time to not feed your snail right yeah i mean i don't know i don't think I don't know, I've never had a cat and like the snail is just like the cat equivalent. Like I feel like a dog would just I don't know. I don't think like a dog would bug you as much as a cat. I think it would just like kind of starve, which is bad for the dog, obviously. Yeah. Maybe it would bark at you to like feed it or like stare at you, but I don't know. Like I feel like cats are constantly when it's dinner time meowing and meowing and meowing. They're just meowing. very aggressive about that. Like there's all the stories of like the cats waking people up at like four AM. Because they're hungry and they need their food now, right? Yeah. I don't. I've never had a dog be like, "I'm hungry, feed me now." Like the most is like, "I'm eating dinner," and they just stare at you. Yeah, there, and that's more like I'm waiting for you to falter and drop something so I can go eat it, or fall into my cute puppy dog eyes and you give me part of that steak. Give me all <laughs> that bacon. Yeah, exactly. Um, how much do you think that like snail food lasts f- for SpongeBob? Like he had such a hard time. One. What made me mad is he had such a hard time carrying the bag, and then after he pours it, he just chucks the bag <laughs> super easy, and I'm like, oh, wow. Where was that godlike strength earlier? Before? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, for me, like, when we buy it, when we used to buy, like, the big dog food bags like that, that lasts, like, a couple months. But Gary mm-hmm. seems like he eats a lot. Like, we've yeah, seen him pass. he's a little passing. bit of a fat. He's a little bit of fatty, yeah. But I think that's, I don't know, that's crazy. I thought I could brought up that he, um, carrying the snail food situation because mm-hmm. it reminded me of like moving to like when I, the first time i experienced like when i moved to boston i was in boston area 
and having mm-hmm. to carry groceries for the first time i was just like oh this is the worst like i have to carry it for a couple blocks i was like i hate this you're like wow i eat too much yeah exactly which Maybe i've like i'll never eat again yeah <laughs> which i've adapted here to just like buying groceries as i need them and it works because like the grocery store is right by the subway stop but like i can't imagine when i was back home in tucson i'd like buy groceries for like a week or two and i can't do that here anymore yeah, Fatima and I, when we first got here, we thought that we could do it and we would get our grandma cart and we'd go shopping. And let me tell you, it was just such a experience to like bring up one, your own cart and then two, like fill it up and then have to unload it. But then like you have to unload it quickly so that way you can give the cart to like the people at the end so they can put bags in it. It was just extra. And like we only do that for like Thanksgiving now. Yeah. And even this year, I I split it up into like three trips where I'm like, oh, this is the time I get the turkey and all this other stuff. But no, really carrying your food that off, like often and in that quantity, it's, it's a pain. It's also, it's also helped me though in a little bit, like as a side thing, just like I, I waste less food now because I'm buying as I need it. Whereas before, like if I bought a lot of stuff in bulk, it would just like go bad. I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's it. So. For me, my always my biggest waste is always my veggies. Yeah, and I can never eat them in time, or like I have a plan for them, and then I'm missing something small. And that's the one thing that sucks. I feel like about, uh, like the New York carrying your groceries lifestyle, because then you're like, oh, I need something, but I have to go get it if I don't have it. Whereas like typically you can just buy a huge amount. Yeah, then you'll have it. I don't know. I feel like my veggies spoil faster here too. I know, like the produce isn't uh, great. Yeah, the produce sucks here. Yeah. I had a question about the dirty bubble. Do you think he gets royalties like Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy do? I hope so. Like, they're using his likeness as the challenge. I hope so. Like, I mean, Disney has a whole, like, separate marketing thing for, like, Disney villain stuff, right? Yeah, but we're also supposed to believe that these were actual villains that terrorized the town. So if it, like, Hitler had his own brand of stuff, (laughs) (laughs) getting, like... You messed up. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, if you think about it that way, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Which it's like, like, oh, this is Mussolini's, like, dirt, uh, bubble paddle challenge. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I don't, I still don't understand the context of, like, the superhero, supervillain, like, dynamic in Bikini Bottom. Like, it still doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense to me. Like, how impactful is that on the town? Like, is it just, like, a, a random, like, gimmick that just happens, you know? maybe the like every everyone in bikini bottom is just playing around yeah like they they're like oh no it's the dirty bubble and they're like this isn't gonna do anything these guys are just the, the t- town's fools or whatever like that <laughs> it's like it's like tombstone yeah oh yeah that's good yeah <laughs> they're like constantly fighting uh, um i do love how he says dirty bubble where wherever you float i hereby accept your challenge that sounds just like very epic it was a very epic like declaration godlike light shining down yeah. on him in that moment <laughs> yeah and then i want to remind everyone the number please forgive me i don't really read numbers this big i'm not uh jeff bezos or whatever <laughs> bill gates but it's 29 trillion 998 billion 559 million 671,349 times to hit a paddle ball, it. which is crazy what? that's a crazy amount of paddle ball I wonder, Prowess. like, how did the dirty bubble do it, right? Is it the idea that he did it too, and he had to beat his challenge? I'm assuming so, or maybe he was just like, "I bet you can't do it this." Yeah, <laughs> just a random fucking number that he picked. <laughs> yeah, man, I do. 
wish that mail delivery worked how it worked in SpongeBob. Like all he did is got that note and immediately it was like redelivered. I can't tell you how many times I've had problems with USPS here where they're like, oh yeah, they either just lie about delivering a package and I have to wait or redeliver it or go pick it up or like they cause problems with redeliver schedules and stuff like that. I hate it. It's the worst. It's always USPS. Life is so much more difficult here when you don't have like a front door to put things at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's either in your lobby and if you're lucky enough to have a doorman, then like they just give to them. Yeah. You're not experiencing those problems. But either way, it's like the fact that if the on a good day, USPS will leave a note on a bad day. They'll just be like, we didn't deliver your package and you don't find out for like three days. And you're like, where's my package? And they're like, well, we left a note. Right. And you're like, no, you didn't. You lies. All lies. <laughs> and it's always USPS. Like, I've never had a problem with, like, UPS or FedEx or anything. So I don't know why it's specifically them. Um, I was confused when Gary looked at his clock, his internal clock, and it was, like, food time. Is he looking in his shell or is he looking into his own brain? I wrote that same thing down, and I think it's inside of him. It's not in his shell. It would make sense if it was in his shell, but the he like his head went inside his body and not into his shell. So do you think that was just like an animator error and they meant to be the shell? Because there's like a little dresser in a mirror or something in there as well. And that's what threw me off. I was like, is there someone living inside his head? I don't know. Unless like the dresser in the mirror meant something too. Like the internal clock to me makes sense if he was like looking yeah. inside himself, right? Yeah. The other part, I was like, is this a metaphor for something that I'm just not, I'm too stupid to not get? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Like, it would make sense, uh, like you said, in a shell, but. I also thought it was weird that he had little hands. His little, like oh, yeah. We've, ever, his we've ever seen that. Oh, looking at hands, like, I thought SpongeBob's hands on the close-up for the note were, like, weird. They freaked me out for some reason. However oh, they yeah. animated, it was, like, weirdly gross. I don't know why. It was just, like, nasty. Speaking of nasty, <laughs> Patrick figuring out how uh, long it's been based on how spoiled oh. the milk is. It, but first of all, that's skill. But second of all, that is disgusting how he does it. He couldn't just look at the milk. He had to like eat it and like, ugh, like it process disgusting. it. That's like a first little lesson I got is like to check your milk. Like for people who actually like buy like cow milk and stuff, like always check it. And that was a lesson I learned like really early on in life like if i don't smell my milk beforehand i'm not gonna risk eating spoiled milk this is nasty check my milk all the time now because uh my aunt one time she apparently went to drink milk and it was spoiled and she took a big old gulp of it oh god oh so you know sometimes sometimes like your milk gets icy yeah so if there's like a chunk that comes out in the thing you're not worried about it because you're like oh it's just like my fridge is too cold yeah so i think that's what she did and then she took a drink but uh, one of the small lessons I had was don't neglect your pets. Yeah. And uh, don't forget your important responsibilities. That's good. I also got um, be careful with like what you get obsessed with because SpongeBob went, I think, got super obsessed with this challenge. Right. I definitely can relate. Like, I think there's been certain things that I've done. Like, I remember the first time I played Skyrim, like I loaded up at like <laughs> 8 p.m. one night and I literally stayed up until probably like two o'clock in the afternoon the next day playing it straight. So much to the point where I told my brother, I was like, can you please go make me a sandwich? Like, I literally can't move. I need to keep playing. It was like bad. That was the worst that's ever been. <laughs> you have to really commit sometimes. Yeah. I, I've also done that where I like I hyper focus on something small. Uh, sometimes it's productive. Most of the time it's, it's not. not. 
if you see my Instagram and it's just a bunch of TikToks, I either hyper focused on just TikToks or I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> it's usually a combo of the two. But uh, if it's in the middle of the day, it's odds are I'm hyper focusing on TikTok. <laughs> Do you think that Gary had a destination in mind when he left, or was just going like wherever the road took him? Basically, I don't know. It was it was very bold of him to just go with with the gumption that he did. Yeah, he. He left after like five minutes of SpongeBob neglecting him. And then he's just like, I'm going and I'm just going in a direction. And it didn't even seem what was weird is like he went like into the boonies first and then to Bikini Bottom. That's what it's like. It wasn't a separate town, right? He ended right back in Bikini Bottom. Yeah, because it didn't like at first you think it is. But you got to think that SpongeBob goes into Bikini Bottom all the time. And it seems like Gary like went the opposite direction of Bikini Bottom and then like looped back around somehow. Maybe went to the but other side also, of town somehow. He went the far way around. Yeah. yeah. And I was also like really bummed out to see that he had like a little, like I get like the little hobo bag, like stick thing. But like you're a snail. Isn't there supposed to be room in your shell? They like did not utilize the shell at all in this episode when you think about yeah. it. Um, I do like how he, um, when he gets to the city and he meets, well, one, he sees the nachos, which I think is hilarious that like, there's like angelic nachos uh, and it. then two uh that all the other like street snails are actually very kind yeah and that was like a little lesson i got from that little moment is like uh don't judge people by their appearances and stuff mm-hmm. you know because like you just people like walk around like in like for that like a sketchy area like all these people are like could be like out to get you or something like i don't think most of the time people are like pretty nice like i don't think you have to judge them by just how they look um, I was really annoyed with how Patrick was written in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, because like he had some very beautiful lines um about like oh like neglecting like oh your neglect and indifference like is what drove him away yeah. and like stuff like that. And but he was such an asshole compared to like he's in the other ones. Like usually he's dumb and it's because he's just dumb but this in this episode it's like very clear that he shows very high intelligence and then it's not like oh i forgot about like the very beginning joke i like where he's like oh i forgot what i was going to tell you and who was i talking to and then but like there are other jokes like along those veins just feel like conscious choices yeah you know what i'm saying and for me i was like i don't i don't like this i don't like that patrick how he's written in this one. I know we were talking about like character development stuff through the seasons. I feel like Patrick is probably when I think about it, like the weakest out of all the character mm-hmm. development. And I think it's just because they flip flop with his character so much. Like even what you're saying, like the conscious choices and like, like intelligence mean stuff like you say in this one are also mm-hmm. paired with like really dumb moments where he's just like, he eats a cup or he's just like sleeping on the ground or like, you know, whatever, which I don't get like what his character is so I don't know. There's not like a def- definition to it at all. Yeah, like I feel like in this season they kind of lost what like guidelines to st- like how stupid is Patrick and how st- is stupid is he now? Like you know. Yeah, I think, we- and I feel like that's important for your characters to f- to define like like they really got Squidward down pat, and yeah. I feel like that's why he's such a strong character. But like even um, I felt the same way about Mr. Krabs this season. He's so much worse than. The, any other like the other seasons the other seasons he's always been greedy but like this one it's just like they made him a person too yeah 
Well, it's interesting to see like the extremes. I think we, I mean, we talk about it like in the past couple episodes that we done for season four, but it seems like they're pulling a lot of extremes out of it, which is interesting to see um, the writers do. And I, and again, I wonder like maybe it was the rest of the cartoons at the time being more extreme in that kind of sense of humor. I don't know what it was, but before we uh, hop to the bubble break, uh, do you think when they went into Squidward's bathroom <laughs> that, well, first of all, they scared the crap out of Squidward, which is like, <laughs> they screamed for like two is, minutes straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you think he grabs his, I don't know. That's the joke there, right? That's like another like weird adult joke there, but he's just yeah. like, I don't know. That was such a weird moment. You're like fondling uh, around and then you hear like the noise and it's like, like, the yeah. little, like squeaky, like squeaky, like Squidwardy <laughs> noise. Like, and then they just destroys his bathroom. <laughs> it's just but the uncut. Like, That's like, then the Pornhub like <laughs> logo pops up. <laughs> It's the uh, the unrated version that they yeah. used to sell. <laughs> Time for the bubble break. I'm ready. Let's do it. What I wanted to do is we've talked about running away before, mm-hmm. but I was curious if you were a pet, what kind of pet would you be? And if you ran away from your owner, what kind of adventure would you hope to have? Oh, I really like this question. Well, I feel Thank like... You. I never wanted to be a cat. Like I don't think cat being a cat would be fun because I think cats are just assholes, <laughs> and like they don't do anything; they just sleep. So like a dog would be fun, but I always feel like if when a dog runs away, and I think this would be the case if I ever like ran away as a dog, like I'd just be excited just to go exploring and then just be lost and like not know what's going on, right? Yeah, I saw a TikTok. Uh, it was like <laughs> from the perspective of a dog. Yeah, and it was just like. Is a guy and he's sitting there and he, and you just see like the owner leave and he's like bye and then he's like bye and it's like multiple days and then finally the owner leaves the door open and he's like and the dog goes now is my chance and he just starts running and then the immediate the next frame is getting hit by a car he like gets outside and gets hit by a car which I feel like that is how dogs operate yeah I and unfortunately for a lot of dogs they're just so dumb they just run straight into the. I had an experience I told you, Josh, about, but our listeners. So I was very lucky to be in Puerto Rico last week. And we were driving down this mountain in a bunch of like these little neighborhoods and stuff. And we saw a dog in the road. And I was like, this dog is fine. It's not on this side of the street. And it ran towards my car. I had to slam the brakes. And we were like on a literal mountain. So I could not swerve. And I was like, Lord, please do anything in your power <laughs> to keep me from killing this dog. Cause that is a shitty way to have a vacation. <laughs> and I also don't know what I would do because no one around cared about that dog at all. So How do I, it was, it was rough. Dogs but I feel do that. like that's what like, like, I don't know what it is with animals. Like they're just attracted to cars. Yeah. And it wasn't nighttime. Like I get if there's like lights and they're like, Oh, lights. But it was like literally the middle of the day. I feel like some dogs, it's like a, they like realize like oh my owner's home if they like play in the front yard like they'll go after the car or whatever but like some of the animals that live inside they'll go chase cars the same way and like why are you doing this like you're gonna get hit this thing is gonna kill you yeah what about you what would you be let's see I'm gonna pick a unconventional pet I'm gonna pick I'm thinking like a horse <laughs> if I was I would be a horse. Because just it, just to change it differently, because I was also thinking dog. Yeah. Um, 
but I think the adventure, I think I would just go like into town and then people would be like, there's a literal horse in town. And it'd be like, clop, 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 clop. It would be fun. I think that's a fun story idea for like one of the like Central Park horses getting loose and just like wandering around like Midtown or going like to Greenwich Village or something like that. I would definitely pitch that as like a Pixar short. Yeah. But then it would just make a booming industry like an even more like yeah <laughs> promising industry <laughs> to those poor horses that have to go in New York traffic. Oh. I always get in an argument with my uh, parents and just people in general about the horses in Central Park because they're like oh, but isn't it, like, so nice to, like, do that? And then they get their exercise, and I'm like, yeah, have you driven in New York? And then my parents are like, no, I would never. And I'm like, those horses are walking in between cars in New York. It's not like they, like, live in Central Park either. They're, like, in some, like... Stable, random spots. in Midtown somewhere. Like, they're not in the park, I don't think. So I don't think they're treated very well. No. mm -mm. But that's, like, an interesting concept, though, like, my idea of an animal running away is based on being like back in Tucson or like in Arizona yeah. where there's a lot of space and desert and stuff. But like, imagine like running away as an animal here. There'd be like a lot more adventure, I feel like. Oh, yeah. It'd be very like Secret Life of Pets yeah, situation. Exactly. But like, I, I think of like in Tucson, like if I was a horse and I got lost in Tucson, I would just be probably join another pack of horses or something. Yeah. And be like, ooh, I too am wild like the other spirit horses. the stallion it's like that uh seed in bojack uh <laughs> where he's like driving in the desert and he sees all those horses running in the desert yeah it's gonna be like that i just want to become bojack that's what it is that's it just sad Unf- the sad horse just <laughs> sad well i haven't seen the final episode so i don't know mm-hmm. how he turns out mm-hmm. but he's pretty fucked up yeah. so maybe i don't want to be him i don't know you'll have to see <laughs> All right, jumping back in. So out of all the places that SpongeBob was like searching for Gary, what do you think was like the most unlikely or most craziest of all of them, right? Because I think there was like the mailbox, there was like under the bed and the cabinet in Squidward's bathtub, which we just discussed. <laughs> and there's also like that one where he like popped out from underneath a rock. So I wonder if that's like a secret passage thing situation. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Like I still think Squidward's bathtub is the weirdest. Yeah. Because I don't see Gary ever doing that. No, that was. Just... But like, I don't know. I've my dog's been lost before, so uh, I definitely have experienced that. But like, we lived on post, so like, their dog catching situation was a lot more efficient. Yeah. So like, they were like, "Oh, here's a dog," and they would just pick it up, uh, because odds are it was a pet. So I don't know. I I feel like you ha- there is no unlikely place for an animal that you just gotta keep looking. Yeah. You know, so I don't really blame SpongeBob for looking in unconventional places, but although I do think Squidward's house is definitely not one of those. No, definitely and not. Squidward, Squid, under Squidward's uh, junk is not probably where <laughs> Gary's hiding. <laughs> I really hope there'd be no reason for Gary to be there. I do <laughs> like the the mailbox though. How when he decides to look at it, it says Square Pat. I didn't notice that. That's a good catch. It's, it's a shared oh, mailbox wow. between uh, SpongeBob and, and Patrick. They had a lot of letters between the two of them then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do, I'm very much question, does, is SpongeBob reading snail writing? Or is Gary good enough to write that, you know, like, English that he wrote so SpongeBob <laughs> could understand it? Or... Is it a made-up language that SpongeBob and Gary know how to write and speak to each other? And Patrick too, right? Because Patrick like points yeah. out certain words. 
I'd like to think maybe snail is just a different language. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't that. know. Then it brings up like again, like what the distinction between animals and the actual like sea creatures are. Like if snails have a certain form of writing, does that mean like clams and stuff do too? Yeah, and it's also like uh it's like that classic conundrum where it's like, okay, if Goofy's a dog and Pluto's a dog, what makes Pluto a pet and Goofy a sentient person. Human intelligence, you know? I guess. <laughs> yeah. But like Gary is intelligent yeah. enough to write a letter. It's, I don't know. Oh, we have talked in the past of how Gary's kind of like a roommate. Yeah. I, I like I like the idea better that it's like a, a language they develop together to communicate. Yeah. And like it makes sense that Patrick knows because he's like SpongeBob's best friend, right? Yeah. I, I do like how the letter is very dramatic and it says, don't bother to come looking for me. Yeah. And just the sincerely Gary, at least until my new owner renames me, it's, is so like, oh my God. It's like throwing God. salt like, on a wound. I was like, Gary, like you go in hard on this. Yeah. It was just like some high school drama. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Like if you really loved me, you would have gotten me flowers on Valentine's Day and shown up at my house at four in the morning and sang me a song. <laughs> I guess I'll find another boyfriend who does that for me. You know, like yeah. that's the kind of like sincerely your like emo <laughs> Yeah. And like it's all folded up in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> in that weird like whatever it was the little pull the Did you ever have that where you like learned how to fold a note so you had to like pull the little thing that opened it up in like a rectangle or whatever? Oh, I used to fuck around with notes a lot. Yeah. There was a, a a couple girls I had to woo via note. <laughs> that was the way to do it back then. It was all notes. I, at a point, bought markers just so that way my notes could be more elaborate to match the energy that the different uh, women were giving me in their notes. Wow. You know? Look at you. Yeah. Skill. Uh, it was lots, lots of skill. I think I had desperation. <laughs> I had a, had a girlfriend. Instead of doing like single notes, all we did was we bought a notebook and we just hand a notebook back and forth between passing periods. If we didn't, yeah, have the same I feel class. like that's a different level of note giving. Yeah, you know? I guess so. It I was never weird. had that. That was weird. <laughs> I look back at it, but but we would do like I'd literally have like oh here's a note, and then the like the girl would be like oh well uh, okay I'll write your note, and then. Either it would be like all class that she'd take to write that note, or it should be like, oh, I wrote this note. It's like like two to three weeks, like or like two to three days, sorry, not weeks, two to three days of like note writing. And she'd be like, I wrote you like three pages and drew pictures and all this other stuff. There's so, like so much more personal. Elaborate. Right? Do I wonder if high schoolers do that now? I don't think so. I mean, it's all text and Snapchat now, right? I, I guess mean, you can do text and Snapchat, but like, I feel like. I don't know. If I was a high school boy trying to woo a high school girl, I feel like that would be like a creative in. You know what I'm saying? I don't be know. Like, oh, we don't do text. We we write notes. They just bring it back. They're like, I'm vintage. Yeah. I got this vintage. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. I don't know. So they, there's something like it's just like flowers. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many cooler things you can get people than flowers. Like things they actually want and don't <laughs> die. But when people get flowers or a nice card, they like enjoy it yeah you know what i'm saying no it makes sense yeah like 
Fatima's younger sister, we got her a Valentine's Day. Well, her, she got her, but I got my name on the card, so I got <laughs> her too. Uh, we got her a Valentine's Day card, and she really seemed to really enjoy it, and she's a literal, like, 12-year-old. I so. think it's something about, like, again, it just be more personal, because, like, because we're such an age of, like, text and Snapchat and DMs and shit like that, there is no, like, personality to it. Because, like, yeah, like you said, I remember, like, drawing pictures in the notes and, like, writing song lyrics in the margins and stuff like that. Like, all that, like, weird, or, like, young that we used to do. Where yeah, this drawing little pictures or something. Yeah, you know? it's, not, it's not like that anymore, I guess. But I don't know. I'm not a teenager in high school, so I don't know how I use Snapchat now for that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what do we think about, uh, speaking of old people, this grandma... That just, I don't know. I don't know what her deal was. Did she don't kill trust these old snails? people? Did she eat these? I think snails? It's like this a classic like Hansel and Gretel bullcrap, right? Where she's mm-hmm. like this old person who like traps you in and acts all nice and feeds you and then eats you up, right? I or do you think it's like one of those things where she just keeps feeding them until they die? Oh, maybe. Or maybe they you know outgrow their shells. Now, yeah, maybe. I don't oh, know. No. And then I thought maybe it's like a craft thing. Like <laughs> She's using she... the shells for crafts or something. Yeah, you know? Making some nice know. like lighting decorations, some nice sconces with the shells. <laughs> yeah, like the like Mrs. Puff's husband. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Puffer fish thing. Um, but first of all, they drew that lady almost identical to the ice cream stand lady. I was going to say, yeah, it's. I think it's the same thing. It's the same, right? Yeah. God. Uh, but you'll never guess who is the voice of that that uh that old grandma. I don't know who is it. Amy Poehler. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> when I was looking up some stuff for the episode, I was like, "Oh my god, a- Amy Poehler is the this is right here guest starred in the episode as the voice of grandma." Yeah. I would never guess that. I, it makes me want to go back um sometimes and like look back at old episodes and see how many stars have actually guest starred. For like minor mm-hmm. roles and stuff like that because i'm sure there's like a lot of people that i've just never recognized or wouldn't know but i feel like this season is more open to that probably like yeah. i don't know there's something about like season one through three that just feels more scrappy it feels like these are like we are, it's it's the production against society trying to make society like us and i feel like after the movie spongebob got so big that like now it's like we can have someone on there. Yeah, it's like a, stars. It's like a pop culture thing then at that point. Yeah. Or a bigger pop culture thing, I should say. I do like how the grandma's like, oh heavens, look at the time. And it's like <laughs> 7 30. Because Fatima's like that. She's like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I'm so tired. And I'm like, oh my God. I wonder if I'm like wondering midnight. at what point I'm gonna get like that. I was always like so curious like like was it gonna be like when I'm 40? Because even then like my my mom doesn't stays up super late still too and she's older than that so i don't know yeah my dad's the same way like he'll stay up like my dad's weird he'll stay up and watch sports center and then he'll run into the rerun of sports center and he'll watch it again i'm like you just saw this like <laughs> two hours ago um i don't know he you never I mean, outgrow insomnia up. i guess <laughs> I, I guess not um but i guess on that <laughs> note like she stays up like watching old crime dramas what is it about like crime dramas that appeal to people like that because that's I something my know. mom loves crime dramas and i don't get it like i've never understood it i've never understood any type of crime shows because it's just like 
I don't want to know how these people died, and I don't want to try to figure it out either. It's like people are so know. fascinated by like serial killers and stuff. I just I don't. One thing that I really think the episode did really well, though, is ha- making her so creepy, but in a very kind way. Yeah. And there's just something about like, I don't know what it is, like what psychological thing where it's like if someone is too nice, you creep them out. And it makes me wonder about like all the people in high school. They'd be like, "Oh well, I couldn't date that person. They're too nice." Like you know, deep like, down they're from... just a freak. They got that freak in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like, what is it about like our psychology that makes us think like, "Oh, this is a really nice old lady. She feeds us, even though she's old and she doesn't think that like she doesn't know that Mrs. Tufsey is not Gary. Like she's being so loving and the entire time." It feels very uncomfortable. My like cynical brain wants to say it's just like I think we're so programmed to assume that people aren't nice for like no reason. That if someone's yeah. like super nice like that, they're like they're hiding something or they they want something from you, right? Yeah. Speaking of wanting something, why does Patrick want pinecone so badly? I was I wrote that down too. I want an episode. I want an explanation to what this like emotional connection to pinecones he has. I do want backstory yeah. on that. Do you think he like, I don't know, he just likes the smell? I mean, I love the smell of a scented pine cone, but I don't <laughs> like have this like weird obsession like he has. <laughs> Next time I'm in Michael's, I'll go looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's one thing that I forgot to mention uh, kind of about like the first half of the episode is when SpongeBob is with Mr. Krabs and they have the tears in the patty. <laughs> How do you think tears would taste the seasoning? Salt, right? Yeah, I mean, but like, do you think, do you think there's a world where I could cry enough and use those tears to season food? Uh, yeah, Maybe I a think soup, so. Probably a soup. A soup. I was gonna sort. say soup. Yeah, some tear soup. Do you think it tastes good? Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how salty are your tears? How much salt do you produce? Do you know how much money some rich asshole would pay for a soup made of tears of someone like? A famous person? Yeah. Oh, like, someone bought like that, that gamer girl. Who girl. Sold bath yeah, water. I was going to say the gamer girl bathwater is a thing. Like, I'm sure some people could sell tears and make a lot of money off of it. And then you could, like, I don't know. I could, like, see, like, a really fed up world where there's rich people who are like, I want poor person tears. <laughs> <laughs> Better than caviar. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe if we get, like, super popular with the podcast and stuff, like, we can sell our tears. That'll be our gimmick. All right, we can be like, all our listeners, please send me your tears. We're going to make a SpongeBob tear soup. <laughs> we'll rate whose tears are best. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I don't think I want to. But do Mr. That. Krabs is such like, again, in this episode, also an asshole. This whole season, yeah, he's really just, there's bad. There's been nothing good about him. Like, he just was not giving SpongeBob a break. Like, he's just like, how do you see someone like that and not automatically process that they're like going through something, right? Uh, he doesn't care. We it's say it time sociopath. and time again on this podcast. Your employer does not care. No. <laughs> about but, like, you. What I do care about is like how good the songs are in this episode. I really, really like this song. That's like oh, the yeah, only thing I think like that and like the creepy grandma is the only thing I remember about this episode specifically when I look back. I have on a confession. It. Yeah. So I had never seen this episode till today. Really? Ever. Yeah, my brother has given me about this episode because he's like, "You don't know Gary come home." I'm like, "No, I don't." 
And I think it's this is the point where I slowly fell off oh. of SpongeBob. And maybe I'll see that as the season goes on. But for sure, like I don't remember anything about this episode. Interesting. Except the still of like SpongeBob looking sad at the bowl. Oh, that's like a meme though, yeah. Yeah, but it's a meme and like they were using it at the time as like uh, advertisements. Yeah. This was a really big episode. Like there were actual, I think billboards weren't there with Gary. There's a big deal. Like I was looking at some of the stuff on the wiki and like, I think there was some stuff that SpongeBob was off the air for a tiny bit. Like then they had this special in promotion in place for it. Oh, that might've been like the writer's strike. Yeah. But there was like a whole thing about this episode. It was like a big deal. And so maybe that's why I remember it. Like, more than most other stuff from this season because I definitely remember watching this episode, but I think you're right. It's mm-hmm. one of the last ones I remember like existing in my mind. Yeah, it might have been just like one of those things because, you know, TV back in the day, like if you missed an episode, you missed an episode. Yeah. Like, unless you caught a rerun. Um, I do like the song. I think it was really well written. Um, also, I like the apology letters that uh, when Gary finally sees it and it says, I was a fool on all of, like on one of them, that one I really loved. Oh, he spelled like sorry, S O R R E E or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And all the little doodles that they did, they're just very, they were very adorable. It was really cute. <laughs> what wasn't cute was Gary putting up another snail on the he chopping block. He killed that guy, right? That's right. <laughs> what kind of classes? Oh bullshit? my gosh. <laughs> I guess we're, we're also assuming that she's eating or pun- killing these snails. Uh. I don't we know. had nothing to believe except for the fact that she just had a bunch of. I've never had any snails. like never assumed bad about Gary. I think he's a pretty like solid character except that one thing. Like he literally yeah. killed. If that's what we're assuming, he killed that snail. I guarantee you. Like he literally was like, take him, which is just sad. Take him, <laughs> you blind old fool. Take this one. Some of the little lessons I got out of like the second part is just like important to tell people um how important they are to you when you can because that's some of the things spongebob kept saying he's like i wish gary was still here i wish i could have told him like i miss him and stuff i think it's something that we underestimate you know you never know when something's gonna happen to someone so yeah like tell him when you appreciate him when you can oh, i definitely agree with that because you know like life happens yeah sometimes it's bad could be you could look at someone and you'd be like hey i'll see you tomorrow and then they're gone yeah it's just just sad but it's true it happens all the time so yeah. It's sad, it's true, and it's but it's good to remind yourself every now and then if you haven't ever experienced that to like so that way when you if you do experience that, like you you've been prepared. You've said you've said hello and goodbye and you say it with like love in your heart and all that other good fuzzy stuff. So that way when people leave or like if you do opposite, if you you're like you, you're piece of and that person just drops dead then you just know hey i said my last thing and you got to stand by those words you know but i also think it helps like mental health wise to like reaffirm like your friendships and like having that told to you too like i think it's a like a two-way street like being sure that you're communicating that to people and communicating that to you makes everyone feel good so it's just like important little thing that i got out of that um i also got like it's touched on on the end when spongebob's like i just can't get gary out of my mind i have to forget about him he's like i don't know why but there's pictures everywhere i was like if you're trying to get over an ex or something like that and i see people do this all the time it's just like they keep creeping on their instagram or their facebook or whatever it's just like you got to cut that shit out i think and then also i have such a hard time with like 
I don't think you need to forget about people. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't actively be like, I'm trying to forget about this person. Well, I wrote down I think you should distance. You'll eventually forget about them in anyway. Yeah. Like, if you don't think about someone, you're not going to think about them ever. Yeah. Right? So, but I, I just think it's one of those things that, like, maybe do to keep that distance. Because I do agree that's going on the Instagram, like, in, like, Instagram spiral situation is bad. But it's also, like, you you can just acknowledge, like, yeah. I, I had that person, now I don't. And then you let that, you let time do the healing. You start you know moving forward, yeah. Wumbo lesson time. Wumbo lesson! Do you think we're going to find anything other than Wumbo? What do you mean? I don't know, I feel like Wumbo was so good, like we just picked it up as we found it. I wonder if we're ever going to find something like that as we progress oh. through season four to pick up for the, like... If we change the bubble break to something else, you know, or oh, maybe I hope so. Yeah, it it might happen. I just look back. I'm on open it. to it. Every time we say Wumbo, I was like, that was such a good find and fit perfectly. So yeah. speaking of things <laughs> that fit perfectly, I'd love to hear your big lesson how it fit into everything. All right, so I revised my big lesson as we were talking about it because um, we kind of touched on the one that I made, and I was like, come on, Omar, you can think of something better. So what I put was don't be afraid to stop doing something to give attention to someone you care about. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Because it's something that I struggle with a lot sometimes, and I think that this day and age we do struggle with a lot, and the most common form of it that I see is two things. So, like, very often I feel like when you're a parent, like, a kid will come up to you and they try to show you something, but because, like, they're an annoying child, you're like, okay, that's really nice. And then you kind of like dismiss it. Yeah. I think people do that more often though with their phones. I do it a lot when like, um, I have a bad habit. Like Fatima will start talking to me, but like I'm already in my phone already. And like my brain is still only focusing on the phone. So that when she starts talking and I'm like, Oh, what was that? And then she goes, Oh, you're not paying attention to me. So it's like, but then she'll do it like with her work emails. So like it like sometimes like you're looking at something or you're doing something and you're really into it and your brain like you kind of get that selective hearing where you doesn't process anything else. Yeah. And I think it's times like that that you got to try to figure out like is this important enough that the person who's like I I don't get it when people do it like when they're eating. Like I get it when you're like just chilling at the house yeah. and there's other people around, but like for me it's like the it and those moments is what you're looking at more important than the people that you're with, you know? Or and like I think people that's that do like, it like a bar when like you're hanging out with people and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, hard. I get it. Sometimes it's just like an awkward thing where it's like, Oh, it's a little bit quiet now. So I'm going to pull up my phone to like avoid that. Yeah. And I, I just feel like we've come really reliant on that. And I know I am too, but it's, for me, that's what this episode was all about was like, you know, SpongeBob. He didn't want to stop for two seconds. Yeah. Maybe if he would have thought critically for those two seconds, he would have been like, oh, Gary hasn't been fed yet. That's right. I was feeding him, you know, would have gone through those steps. Yeah. Which I think when my lesson goes like really well, like hand in hand with yours is like, make sure you're like listening to others that they're like communicating to you and stuff like that. And I think that's again, if you're being distracted, it's hard to listen to others. And that's the thing, like so much I was so distracted, he would was he wasn't able to listen to Gary tell him like, I'm hungry. You need to feed me. It's time to be fed. And, like, Mr. Krabs did the same thing. Like, he wasn't listening to SpongeBob try to explain, like, I'm going through this awful thing. Like, I just lost my best friend, basically. And Mr. Krabs mm-hmm. just kept cutting him off. Like, and I feel like it's it's hard. I feel like listening is hard, harder sometimes 
now just because like you said there's mm-hmm. so much like stimuli everywhere that's hard to like yeah. process thing i don't know and your brain's kind of like also programmed to like like especially now like things need to happen quickly Quick. and i'm one of those yeah. people too like I tell stories when I tell stories, I tell every single detail because for me, it feels very important. And I know that sometimes it's hard for people to pay attention to that, you know, but like, I think also I do the same thing where like someone else is telling a story and I'm like, okay, where is this going? Yeah. And you just need to like, you need to power through, you need to really stretch out that like paying attention muscle. I don't know. What to, well, I like, think it's like what you said. Span. It's just like, it's just processing being like, this is something I should care about, right? Or I yeah. care about this person, so I'm just to get the mm-hmm. extra effort, even if it doesn't go anywhere. I guess, like yeah. just just to seem like you care, I guess, in some way, which it, it can be hard. That can be really hard sometimes, though. But like even with Patrick, Patrick was with SpongeBob the entire time, knowing he was looking for Gary, and then didn't right. once mention that Gary was there. Mm-mm. So it doesn't mean like he was. He probably wasn't even listening. No, I was, whole, wasn't engaged, and I think that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. just like I guess that's what coming bringing both our lessons together is like engaging with others is like important Mm -hmm. to do and like make that a habit in life you know yeah yeah because i think with those you'll get all the other small lessons that we got where it's like just caring about other people and all the other things will come with engaging with yeah you know and that's what i really liked about this episode i think we haven't had an episode like this in a while and yet Mm -hmm. i mean it's only been like three episodes into season four but even looking back at the couple episodes in season three something that was so packed with like lessons and like a pretty good storyline like i really enjoyed this episode and everything it had for it you know yeah this one had a really good one like again some of the choices i think they made for the characters were weird but i think overall story and like message like messages like felt nice it was warm and fuzzy and i i do agree i don't think we've had that in a while all right so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode if you want to send us any things like comments suggestions please reach out to us on ismeaningspodcast.com or email us at ismeaningspodcast at gmail.com follow us on facebook instagram or twitter dm us send us messages yeah anything you can comment on like the instagram post anything any kind of like engagement you know yeah we appreciate we it. love that yeah we eat it up for breakfast <laughs> also be sure to share with all your friends and your enemies so josh yeah what's up uh as a special treat for you i was thinking i could put on this record that i found and uh teach you how to do the the boogie oh the yeah omar boogie oh the yeah. omar boogie okay yeah I'm, hold on uh, let me... i have never seen this before i'm so i'm a little worried all right, <laughs> all right. i don't worry i'm a good i can lead you it'll okay. be easy so let me get the the dust off this record <laughs> all right let's put it on <laughs> All right, so so I'll take a uh, take your hand here. Okay. And well, this is how. Ow, my uh, hip. Oh, oh that's that, that's enough bugging. <laughs>